0: Welcome back to the Sudha's Podcast. In the previous episode, we left off with Guru Hargobun riding up to Galdana's house in the dark of night. He stayed up all night listening to the ballads of old warriors performed by the Tardis, how they fought in battle all sung in beautiful rag. So chapter 22 now begins describing how Kola was in her room on the second story of the house looking out, waiting for Guru Hargobind. She was hoping that at that moment when Guru Harguman would ride up, that her servant would help her get down. So it was at that moment Guru Harguman had rode up beside the house now. He had positioned his horse right under the second story window where Kola was. Kolla saw this and desired to get down immediately. Golan recognized Guru Hargobin was a true guru, capable of performing miracles to destroy enemies, and with this faith in her heart, she had no fear at all. She grabbed onto the rope. Her servant held the other side of the rope with great strength, and Golan slowly lowered her way down from the second-story window to the ground. When she got there, she immediately placed her head on the lotus-like feet of Guru Hargobin, the bliss that sprung forth in Golan's heart was indescribable. In every pore of her body, she was just experiencing such happiness. And in this happiness, she just couldn't say anything. Guru Hargabhan grabbed her by the arm and helped her up onto the back of his horse before turning the horse and quickly riding off, so quickly like the wind. They traveled some distance and met up with a group of reinforcements, five, six, who were waiting at a predetermined spot for Guru Hargobind along the path. It was Jerta, Purana, etc. the great warriors of the Guru. And in meeting them, they traveled forward. The six powerful and agile horses traveled along the path in great comfort. They traveled such a great distance in such a short time. And they weren't seen by anyone. And when the sun was rising that next morning, Guru Hargobind decided to stop. He asked the six. How far are we from Amritsar? This spot looks like a good spot to camp. The six then responded humbly, clasping their hands together. They said, we are about 14 kilometers outside of Amritsar at this point. We are close now, but yeah, it's a good spot. We should rest here. We should give rest to these very fast and fine horses as well. They've traveled such a large distance in just a short amount of time. Guru Hargob and then asked the Sikhs further, how do, you, how do you guys know this? We're surrounded by forest at this point. There aren't any even small trees here, only very large trees. We didn't see any villages near us. No markers, no indicators. We are surrounded. How did you figure this out? A Sikh then replied saying, There's a Barar Sikh here named Mado. His village is very close to here. We've come here many times before, so we know the route. We recognize this area. So there was a spot there in the jungle where people had uh, cleared out a spot for cooking under this tree. Uh, it was relatively flat. So they set up that spot for Guru Harguman to rest. But Anna took a hold of Guru Harguman's horse by the reins and tied it up with that tree. And there was a very big fig tree nearby as well where Kola sat there by herself. And as the sun was rising, it got easier and easier to see. Kolan would look over at Guru Hargoban and would more and more be a sacrifice to him. She would say to herself, wow, I'm so fortunate. Blessed is my life. I can see the peer of all peers face to face here. Then at some point, Guru Hargobhan said to Jirta, he said, you should go look for some water. Jirta headed out, looking all around that forest, looking for a source of water and couldn't find anything. He came back and said, Yeah, I can't find any water. The only water around here is that little pond near you. And it looks kind of dirty. The buffaloes have been in there. It looks pretty muddy. Guru Hargobun replied saying, Well, at this point, this is fine. The earth and mud is mixed into that water, making it pure. <laughs> this will become pure. Don't worry. I will want to bathe in it. And we'll name this spot Gurusar. And those other six in the future who come here to bathe in it, have all their pains and obstacles removed so guru hargavan said this and then bathed in that that kind of dirty water it was the early morning the sun was rising guru hargavan after bathing he sat there and placed his contemplation on the true self the divine the other five six then bathed in that dirty pond as well they strapped then after that their weapons on themselves again being at the ready knowing that they were still in this forest and they took up positions all around Guru Hargobind. They moved so stealthily in the forest it was like uh, a tiger roaming in that forest, unseen. Then Kowlaam bathed in the pond as well at some distance. After bathing, she then bowed down to Guru Hargobind, And then she went back to that fig tree and sat down under it. She was just looking over at Guru and To her, it looked like Guru Hargobind himself was the sun getting ever more bright as the day passed on. Her lotus-like eyes blossomed forth looking at Guru Harguman, and her heart was just overjoyed. For so many days she was laying down in her room just focusing her contemplation, her attention on the Guru's form. But at some point that morning Guru Harguman had a desire to head back to Amritsar so he called over two six and told them Go into the city and bring some palanquin bearers for Kolna so we can bring her back to our residence. So two-six went on horseback. They brought back some palanquin bearers, some people that would hold up the palanquin queen, and the doli for guru, uh, sorry, for kola. Guru Haraldun got dressed at that point, putting on some fine clothes and weapons. He then requested his horse, which had a value of a 100,000. He mounted that fine horse and then set off. The five-six joined him and they traveled slowly along that path. Ahead of them now, they saw the rest of the army along the path. These boys had set up camp under the command of Baba buddhaji and were waiting for Guru So They all met with great love and humility, bowing down to each other, and then they traveled forward along the path to Amritsar. They were met in Amritsar with a very large gathering of Sikhs. There was such enthusiasm for their arrival. They were all singing. Gurbani from their mouths as well. The two lotus-like feet of Guru Harguman, they are the house of happiness, and the six were coming close to bow down to them. Guru Harguman then headed towards the Akal Takat. At that point, he got off his horse. He had prashad made and did an ardas there, after which it was distributed. The prashad was distributed to everybody in the congregation. Guru Harguman then went to the Dashan Duori, the gate in front of Haramandr Sahib, he bowed down there before heading toward and inside Harmandir Sahib where he bowed down again. He did many parkaramas circling Harmandir Sahib and was in great bliss receiving the darshan at Harmandir Sahib. The servants of his mother, Mata Ganga, they arrived and other six came running as well to see Guru Harguman They saw that when the Guru came into Amritsar, he brought with him a palanquin, a dolly And they asked the Guru, you know, where where has that come from who's in there those six who knew everything they told those servants saying that guru hara brought this palanquin queen from lahore she is the daughter of the ghazi ruslam khan the fortunate she has so much love for the guru's form the servants of mata ganga they went back and told her everything Mata ganga hearing it just had such anger sprout up in her she was thinking what has My son, done. What kind of vile misdeed is this? And it was at that time that Guru Hargavan then came into his mother's residence and bowed down to Mata Ganga, who still with great love sat him close to her, kissing his forehead with affection. She then said, Son, what have you done? Looks like you've done something that will destroy all our praise in the world. You have come from the highest of lineages. Who would do such a vile and dishonorable act? The seat of Guru Nanak is the highest of all. You sit on that throne to do the highest of high action. Why did you not consider your reputation? What will the congregation say? The lineages of the Bedis, of Trehins and the Palas, the previous Gurus, and now foremost the Sordi lineage, will they not slander you? That you have started such a greatly inappropriate tradition, Look, your father was so peaceful to all the peers and Miris who had love for him. You are now the highest of the high in the world and no one is equal to you. But what type of wrongful act have you done now? Which you've done with absolutely no regard for our reputation. Guru Hargum heard these words of his mother and just lowered his eyes. He then said, we had no control over this. And if we did, then we would have acted differently a great powerful person had orchestrated this I thought about it a lot but had no control over it I've done this as someone who was powerless I was forced into it I thought about how this would be inappropriate for some time Guru Hargaman said this and then quickly left the room the palanquin with kola in it arrived at the residence but Mata Ganga saw it and was extremely angry she said Golan does not deserve to be here in the residence. She won't mix in here. It would be so dishonorable to keep her at home. She can go wherever she wants." So Mata Ganga told the palanquin bearers this. That was then conveyed to Guru Harguman, who then, when he heard that Bera was a Sikh was standing beside him and he called him over and said, listen, on the south side of Amritsar, go there, find a good spot where there's a nice banyan tree then set up a tent beside that take the palanquin with conla in it over there and set her up there in the morning we'll call over some craftsmen to construct a home for her there we'll uh, get it made very quickly and we'll send whatever resources out there to make it happen we'll have some women servants there as well to stay with her to obey her to help her out with whatever she needs so Guru Hargaman laid out this commandment and then quickly went to attend to other matters. And that's how chapter 22 concludes. And in the next chapter, we'll hear how Golan's father, Kazi Rustam Khan, realized that Guru Hargaman left the encampment without paying and how he then heads to Amritsar to get his money. And that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, we'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangla Chan Patreon page. बात ढ़ड़के काउ बात ढ़ड़के तल्ला मरेगा जन्म परिंग अटतरीगा गदकेच करा जावे गुरु